Hi, this is John Doe, back again guys for another commentary. The year's 1990, today I'm checking out Misery, directed by Rob Reiner. If you have a copy of this movie and you want to sync up with my full film commentary, set the timestamp to zero, film on pause, and I'll give you a countdown in five. Five, four, three, two, one, hit play. So a few years since I've seen Misery, and I'm literally just coming off finishing the audiobook, guys. Um, narrated by Lindsay Krauss. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, if you get a chance, check out the audiobook. Just a note as well, this is going to be a reactionary film commentary, not a audiobook film comparison thingy, because that could be incredibly annoying, preachy, and just downright irritating. So, yeah, it's very much me just watching the film. I will chime in every now and then if there are um, differences with the book. So this is uh, Paul Sheldon, played by James Kahn. Nice opening here. Isolated shots, champagne. Typing away. Man, this feels ancient, doesn't it? Having to churn out your manuscripts on a typewriter, it just takes a lot longer, doesn't it? As opposed to nowadays, you do it all on the uh, computer, you know? The end... So is this misery, or is this the the new thing, the car book, fast cars? Is it? I can't recall. Yeah, because I think misery is already out in circulation. This could be his new novel. I think it's entitled uh, titled uh, Fast Cars. So Khan's kind of cool here. Sheldon. Yeah, it was really nice listening to the audiobook because I was able to immediately picture, obviously, James Khan as Paul Sheldon and then the memorable Oscar-winning Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes. So this is the famous opening. Very similar to the book, this. Uh, so we get the title on screen. I love the red font, man. It's red against snow. That's really, really cool, man. Very stark and distinctive. Yeah, good use of uh, titling text, this. Love it, man. And the redness as well is kind of like foreboding, in it? A little bit. So Richard Farnsworth as a buster. I mean, yeah, Lauren Bacall, he's technically uh, drink driving here, isn't it? Oh, my God, man. Rich, these rich-ass writers, they think they're fucking invincible, don't they? And this almost predates... Um, not that Stephen King was foretelling his own future, but writer, accident, car. I know King got hit by a... Uh, drunk truck driver if i recall it's in the out walking about somewhere within maine and this fucking oaf 
literally almost killed Stephen King. So, yeah, a little bit... I mean, I mean, King would probably never connect it. But, yeah, to think that he actually kind of foretold this in uh, Misery, you know, the writer's accident, you know. Kind of weird, isn't it? Oh, Sheldon, man. So, William Goldman's uh, pen in the uh, screenplay. So, the car's just out of control. He can't stop. Brakes don't fucking work. He's more concerned about his manuscript. That's probably what fucking almost killed him. I mean, you wouldn't really say it's blind luck that he... It's unfortunate that he he gets rescued by his uh, number one fan, Annie Wilkes. I saw this this angle with me. Was she almost... Well, not that she knew it was him driving. There's no indication that he was being followed, you know? So this is a flashback to earlier. And this is Lauren Bacall. Slightly older. She's really not in the film a great deal. A Marcia Sindel, played by Lauren Bacall. I would have to say, is this like the first King film adaptation where we've got like A-list actors involved. I mean, you could argue like the Dead Zone with uh, Christopher Walken. It's obviously got a stellar cast, but I think probably the difference in regards to Misery, it obviously fared quite well at the uh, Academy Awards if you consider the fact that Kathy Bates won a Best Actress. So, yeah, probably a turning point slightly here with um, King's like film adaptations and considering the films that were to come after Misery think of like Shawshank you know A-listers again so this is Annie Wilkes breaking him out number I'm your number number yeah this it's going to mirror the uh, book a little bit, yeah? Uh, fishy breath. Fuck me, man. Yeah. King goes into a considerable amount of detail regarding how awful Annie smells, you know? Fish breath. She smells of rotting meat. <laughs> Sweaty, fat fucking nurse, isn't she? Strong lady, though. Yeah, so literally, the book, we're going to get to it, it's coming. The book literally opens on this moment. Yeah. Kind of like a blurry dialogue, filtering in and out. Mirroring um, Sheldon, sort of dropping in and out of consciousness. Oh, look at the state of him. Battered and a bruised. Yeah, right, bitch. 
two days. She's already brilliant so far. She's literally been on the screen for about a minute. She's fantastic, man. That's one of the uh, strongest elements to this film adaptation is the casting, man. Yeah, you can't imagine anyone else in this role, you know? I see James Caan's amazing as well, but it's really Kathy Bates steals the show, don't she? Oh, she's nursing him back into uh, good health. Yeah, right, man. Got a cosy feel, this uh, interior room. So she's got a crucifix. I love how they've done up her fucking hair. Fuck me, Annie Wilkes. Are you still practicing as a fucking nurse, you bitch? We'll get into it, guys, throughout the commentary. Obviously, coming off the book, um, you know, the body count with uh, Annie Wilkes is uh, substantial, to say the least. I'm interested, as I said, years since I've seen the movie, there is um, one sequence in particular within the uh, novel where Sheldon's sort of rummaging around it within the basement and he stumbles over like old like uh, it's kind of like a journal that contains like old like newspaper clippings so we get to hear read see um all of these like strange incidents there's an incident involving our father a accidental fall and he died uh various incidents in regards to her like constantly moving around as a nurse because there again was an incident blah 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 so and so died in some weird manner so yeah there's very much a trail a trail of terror Jesus look at the state of his legs here Oh, she's got plans for his fucking legs. That is a massive difference with the book. I won't mention it now, but yeah, you'd have to see. We'll get to it a little bit later. All I'll say right now is the moment in the book is way more graphic than what they ended up doing within the movie, but we'll get to it a little bit later. So this is Richard Farnsworth, Buster. So this is already completely different from the novel. Um, Immediately with this film adaptation, they really are setting up the element, i.e. there's a, I don't know, what is he, a state ranger, a detective looking missing persons case. Yeah, it really takes... Yeah, as I said, the book's completely different. We get a longer period of time, uh, just the initial interactions between Sheldon and Wilkes plays out for a lot longer before we sort of get any of this within the novel. But I understand why they're introducing this immediately within the film, you know? Yeah, it's a different kind of pacing between the uh, book and the movie. 
so I kind of understand the changes, you know. Logical, isn't it? Because this is... I don't know what her involvement is for Sheldon. Some kind of, I don't know, like a editor, fellow on a book publisher. I have no idea. So Sheldon, he's got the name. It's kind of cool. He's got a wonderful look here, any old Richard Farnsworth. He's thinking about it, isn't he? Yeah, connecting the dots, crossing the T's timeline. Thing is, though, how are they going to find the car? Oh shit, Annie's shaving Paul. Yeah, miracle. Ah, oh, blind luck, innit? She certainly... I don't know, it's this angle that... I don't know, I don't think it'd even be plausible. Was she fucking following him at the start? I mean, there's no suggestion. There's no suggestion within the movie and there's no suggestion within the book, but I wouldn't put it past her, you know? But then again, how the fuck would she know where he was, you know? Oh, it's just Sheldon driving along, you know? No, I don't believe that. I'll just... Oh, man. My imagination's running wild, you know? That's what this fucking character does to you, this Annie Wilkes. You start going a little bit mad, you know? And I'm your number one fan. Oh, Paul, I love you. The misery novels. He want, he's done with these fucking books. To Sheldon, the fucking misery series is a complete and utter crux. It's a weight on his shoulders. He's like, I'm done with this man, you know? Phone lines. No, Paul, you will not be making any fucking phone calls. You're gonna, me and you, and a Spend the rest of our life together. Lives. Here we go. Yeah. I think this is the cast. This is the new novella. Um... Obviously, as it stands, I think Wilkes is. Oh, she's yet to read the new Misery novel because there's obviously a big revelation that she's not going to be pleased with. This is a classic Stephen King setup, isn't it? I do believe, like, the best Stephen King. Book ideas you can usually sum up within a sentence, you know? Craze, fan, traps, famous writer, you know? It's as simple as that, but it's just a, a spectacular premise, you know? Small town overrun by vampires, Salem's Lot, you know? That's what I enjoy about King... It's the uh, simplicity to the idea, but 
that's not to dis- dismiss the idea, because I think majority of his books are incredibly complex, deep, rich, you know. But it's just, yeah, as I say, that initial premise is so intriguing, you know. You want to read the book. You want to watch the movie, you know. Yeah, completely different this to the book. The idea that there's somebody out there looking for him immediately. Yeah, they're not hanging about here. Oh, yeah, right, mate. Yeah, Buster's not so sure. Oh, fuck me, Annie. What is that soup? Oh, a caring nurse you are. I see, Annie. You, is it Annie? You're gonna you gonna feed me back into good good health, love. Oh, thank you. You gotta be careful what you say around her as well. She's easily triggered. <laughs> oh, fuck me, Annie. We're gonna be getting to that pretty soon. Don't just become his, like, number one fan. Becomes his number one fucking critic. Oh, no, no. You must write the book this way. Because I emotionally depend upon your characters. She's so broken within her own life. This Annie Wilkes character. It's a classic setup. Totally believable. We've got... Oh, here we go. Ranting. Oh, yeah, Wally. Wally, Wally. Fuck me, love. Annie, Annie, calm down, bitch. Oh, you're spilling the fucking tomato soup. No, bitch. You need to take responsibility for your own actions. Like Jekyll and Hyde, innit? Anger, and then immediately shifts to, like, remorse. It's like she's just momentarily forgot about her state like seconds ago you know completely unhinged yeah as I was just about to say oh fuck stop with the fucking love Annie we've got a scenario it's a broken woman who's living vicariously through the novels of Paul Sheldon in particular this misery series this misery character a slight become Annie's second life her escape because her own life is so fucked up man so this snowy landscape's amazing yes fabulous so again back with the Buster character enjoying this man completely different to the book I like it man yeah good Creative choices made here by, is it William Gold, Goldman and uh, Rob Reiner in regards to their take on the book, you know? Feels a little bit more cinematic. Sense of light. Not tension, but the cross-cutting is quite dynamic, you know? Oh, yeah, these two still keeping busy within the sack. So already, fuck me, man. It's just coming up to 20 minutes and he's already found the car, man. Fucking hell. 
I forget what page I got up to, what chapter I got up to before there was any indication that there's somebody out there searching for uh, the missing Paul Sheldon. So I kind of liking this, man. I guess, though, if you were to adapt Misery, um, for me, I think it works well as a film adaptation, but say you were to do it a little bit longer, say if you had, like, I don't know, four hours to play with, you wouldn't introduce this element so quickly, you know? I think you could very much go back to the source material and take your time, extend it a little bit longer, those earlier interactions between Sheldon and Wilkes, before you even get to any of this. So he's not found it, but he's in the right spot. Nice reveal here, I think the camera pans right, yeah, look. Oh, he's desperately close, man. Fuck me, man. Yeah, that's cool, man. I dangled a carrot, but he didn't see it. This guy's pretty thorough, isn't he? Don't think he'll be completely put off by any of this. Oh, and Annie's about to drive by. Look. How random. Look. What a wonderful camera shot. So it was like... Wow, that's amazing. They mounted the camera, kind of like POV car, and then it rotated around to reveal her. Cool cinematography, man. Oh, shit, Sheldon. Sheldon's like, oh, fuck me, what state's she going to be in now? It's like... Oh, no, love. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, shit, and she's right... Sorry, she's yet to read this fucking book. Fuck me. She's going to go out fucking schizoid when she finds out what's fucking happened, you know? A beloved misery. Fucking hell, Annie. That's bullshit. Bullshit fucking lies, man. Yeah, this bitch doesn't have talk the talk. So I guarantee she's probably got this. This is a day one release, I'm guessing. So Sheldon's not suspecting right now that he's in any kind of danger. He's giving this woman the benefit of the doubt. Oh, she's going to do the right thing. But look at her. Oh, Paul, I love you. Oh, what a poet. Fuck me, Wilkes. Hmm. What is this? 75. So it's all good right now. It's better. Oh, poo-hoo. You dirty bird. So his scars are starting to heal up a little bit here. Is it divine? Oh, it's perfect, Annie. Oh, fuck me, love. She's all fluffy, isn't she? She's now happy. As I said, vicariously existing within the pages of Sheldon's fiction. That's her world, you know? 
because her own fucking life's so fucking fucked up, you know? That's not such a fanciful idea either, guys. I've had moments. Not to, I'm certainly nothing like Annie fucking Wilkes. I'm way more... So, oh, here's the fucking pig. It's misery. Yeah, I've had periods within my own life where, like... Um, I've seeked out different forms of escapism, maybe because I'm going for a different, difficult period within my own life, you know? You get into a good book, that becomes like your overriding interest. You become disinterested within reality because the book is um, sort of like catering to your emotional needs. I kind of I get it, you know? But Annie Wilkes, man, she's taken it to like full extremes, yeah, you know? Obsession. Three hundred. Jesus, man. Speed reader. Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Honky honk. Piggy. Fucking hell, man. It's Oscar worthy, isn't it? It's Oscar winning. Kathy Bates. Amazing right now. I love these, like, isolated shots outside. Oh, shit. You sure your husband left you, Annie? Might. Thought I'd might go crazy. Fuck me, love. You are crazy. Oh, yeah. Shredding fucking patience. Left, right and centre. Move to another location. They'll never suspect. Keep moving around, love, eh? Yeah, look. Yeah, misery made her happy. That was her outlet. She was looking for an outlet, you know? She doesn't want to face the reality of her own life. There's a lot of, like, self-loathing to this Annie Wilkes character. She's borderline suicidal as well you get a lot of it within the um audiobook i gotta say it's really quite bleak you know i mean it's a lot of like sony when it starts getting really desperate between these two and he's sort of full-on paul you need to realize i won't hesitate ending you and myself so yeah Sort of keen to take her self out and the whole world. She just like wants the world to burn, you know. Oh, right at the end. So next time she walks in, fuck me, man. We're gonna get a complete shift. It's probably yeah, late at night, and it. Oh, fuck me, man. I can really go to town here with the lighting, cinematography, here she comes. Gonna get very dirty dog. Fuck. Oh, dirty bird. Oh, shit. Sheldon killed Misery. Oh, what? What's the deal, Annie? If Misery dies, you die. 
How about you get a fucking life, you dumb bitch? Oh, shit, love. I'm not a baby. You don't need to keep rocking the fucking bed, bitch. It's just how the story played out, love. Paul be like, calm the fuck down, you mentalist. Oh, fuck me, man. It's shredding hour. Fucking hell. Oh, right, and it's... Oh, just against the wall, thankfully. Oh, dirty birdie, what are you judging? Jury? Oh, yeah, you're my number one fucking... Oh, do you want to ju- become my book editor, Annie? Oh, fuck. Oh, she ain't gonna let him leave. Well, I suspected that, you dumb slut. Oh. You die. Oh, yeah, I've heard that one before. Bye-bye. Fuck. Shit, Sheldon. We're in big fucking trouble, mate. He wasn't to know, though. As I said, he was done with the Misery series, so that was probably... He was fully aware that this was going to be the final book, so I'm going to fucking kill off this character. I'm just... I'm bored with it now. Problem is, his books were very successful, so again, totally believable that you'd have these crazed fans, you know? I always wondered this, the King, where this idea originated from. I mean, not that Stephen King was ever put through or faced a scenario like this, but undoubtedly he must have had periods of receiving, like, sort of like crazy warps uh, mail sent for his post, you know, these, like, obsessive fans, you know? Maybe, like, questioning certain decisions he made with like specific books saying oh you really shouldn't have done that yeah i do i'm sure king's gone on record in regards to where the the seed of this idea for misery where it come from so this is very much lifted from the audio book this sequence guys um yeah i don't know it's years since i've seen the film because in the book he ends up, all right, it becomes a bit of a race. He's got a period of time here. She obviously, because it's going to be very cinematic. She's going to come back at some point. So it's, it's very uh, Hitchcockian, isn't it? Oh, can he get to the door? Where is she? Is she coming back? Crawl, Sheldon, crawl. Yeah, in the book, he gets into the basement. And that's when we get a substantial part of the backstory, Annie's backstory. Yeah, that's a wonderful section in the book. If I recall right, I don't think they... I don't think we get any of it in the movie, but I could be wrong. But, yeah, it's just a brilliant, brilliant section from the book, man. Surpasses your times, interesting, isn't it? Probably, I don't know, timelines 
it's only a few days have passed, I guess. So there's a wanted thing behind Farnsworth, a William, is that Bailey? Okay. Oh, fuck me, Yanni. Oh, so he didn't get very far. Shit, okay. Did he just pass out? He's in no fit state right now. He's going to... As I said, he's going to have to play the waiting game. I know he's trapped right now, but he, he needs to build up his health first before he can start, well, I say properly moving about. That's debatable, isn't it? Look at the state of his legs, man. Yeah, great makeup right now on James Kahn's legs, man. She's such a odd character, isn't it? Constantly switching like emotional states. Very fucking dangerous. Because Sheldon's probably supposed oh, you last night bawling and a shouting. Now look at you. It's like it never fucking happened. And I'm sure there are I mean, there's multiple moments in the book where he, he'll flag something and she'll be like, what are you talking about? You know? It's like she immediately moves on. I wonder if that's probably just some kind of like coping mechanism for her, you know? Oh, shit. So this is a true moment from the book. Yeah, she wants Sheldon to burn the manuscript. So this is the new book that he's just finished. Interesting that it's untitled. Because I think the book, uh, the title of the book in the novella is Fast Cars, if I recall right. It's a deliberate ploy, though, from her. Destroy the, the thing you've just, the very last thing you finished. Because she wants him to fucking bring fucking misery back from the fucking grave, isn't it? Oh, that's a white lie, Paul. Because there's no backup copy. This idiot. And she's no fool. Look, she knows. I know this is the only copy, Paul. He tried to hide it. Uh, this must be this is quite a painful moment, you know. You think of how long books take to write. Fuck me, and it's just gonna go up in flames, you know. Oh, fuck me, man. She knows everything about his fucking life, man. God, she's so dangerous, you know. It's brilliant, these outside views of, like, the snow and the trees. You really feel the... You get the sense of the isolation, which, again, filters into the overall danger of the situation from Sheldon's perspective, you know? It's, again, it's a similar... Actually... 
that's a quite an important thing that's just entered my mind i just immediately thought of the overlook hotel and the shining again uh, like an isolated location as she's just throwing fucking lighter fuel all over the bed oh yeah love yeah kind of interesting how misery sort of loosely mirrors the shining isolated location traps you know no way out horrors unfolding and probably a good point for me to also elaborate on The Shining because there's a wonderful moment during the audiobook. I think it's, again, going back to the sequence I was mentioning earlier when Sheldon's going through all of the uh, newspaper clippings, he stumbles across this um, newspaper headline, uh, Incident Up at the Overlook, uh, Craze... Um, caretaker cabin fever you know so really cool to consider the fact that uh, King is referencing the shining within the universe of misery it's not the first time he's done something like that it's a massive element within the uh, Dark Tower series sort of like worlds within worlds you know and to me also the me thinking like okay so brilliant jack torrance the family the overlook it it totally fits the misery universe doesn't it you know certainly if you look at like the terrain the snow yeah you're like yeah it makes total sense that the overlook could be however many miles away from this isolated uh annie's like isolated home you know Fucking hell, Sheldon. I ain't coming back, mate. She's watching like a fucking hawk, bitch. Oh, it's that... Oh, the ozone layer, Annie. Does my fucking opinion matter, Annie? Fuck me, love. Sounds like to take these pills... What are these pills fucking doing, love? I think it's more a form of sedation, isn't it? Keeping him underneath her thumb, you know? She's nursing him back to some degree of health, but certainly not like full health, you know? And he's clocking onto this, look. He ain't taking these pills. Going underneath the mattress. Yeah, okay. I wonder if that's the case of him. Was he starting to pick up on the side effects of taking those pills? Like, maybe he's feeling, like, overly groggy, so now he's stopped taking them. Fuck me, look at the mullets. Oh, yeah, Annie. Cheesy Cheerio crunchies. With a, oh, three litre fucking Coca-Cola, you fucking slobby bitch. Ah, uh, Sheldon's eating a bit more healthily. Not that he really has a choice. He gets what he's given, doesn't he? I don't think he's really enjoying this meal. Look. He's not taking these pills. So, so, what is it? Noodles? It looks fucking gross, whatever she's fucking cooked. 
So as he run out of space or something for these pills, as he cuts into the mattress, interesting. Yeah, it's very solid so far. Very, as I said, guys, very different to the book. Um, but I've got no problems regarding this film adaptation. I think it's solid throughout, you know. And I can separate the two. I'm not, I'm certainly not going to go full Annie Wilkes and start tearing into the, oh, you left out this scene, you didn't flow this way, they revealed the detective character too soon. I'm not that fucking crazed, you know. So he seems to be getting a little bit better here. He's in a wheelchair. Oh, shit. Oh, and he's have to start writing a new book. Typewriter, mate. Oh, fuck me, man. And what initially is going to seem like a chore to Sheldon, this arguably... Probably more so in the book really becomes this uh, escape. You know? Not that he wants to have to go back into this world of misery, but this is going to be his escape. And also a means to somewhat having the capacity to control Annie a little bit. You know, she's fully believing that he's going to bring back this misery character. She's not going to be so keen to kill him off so quickly, you know. Oh, I'm sure you'll find a way, Paul. Oh, brilliance. Yeah, the view is very inspiring. But slightly off-putting when you're fucking trapped within some fucking psychopath's domain, you know? Who fucking care? Oh, it's a little pin on the floor. Nice. So there are neighbours within the novella. Um, yeah, they don't... I mean, they're not immediately within viewpoint, but there are some neighbours nearby that she don't get along with. I mean, to be honest... And he don't get along with anyone, you know. We're very isolated within our own world, you know. No, no connection to our family either. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, it's smudging, isn't it? This is a ploy from Sheldon, though, because he's keen for her to leave because of the... He's locked on to the pin on the ground. So it's like, right. And it's, you know, potentially something he can use to... Obviously, I think, to unlock the bedroom door, isn't it? To start with. Well, he's not lying in the sense that he does get smudged, but... And also... Annie's not the brightest either, so yeah, look, she's immediately fooled, you know. 
Oh, yeah. You're sort of playing up to our ego, innit? Oh, Annie, I, I need your imp. Uh, you know, I'll. Oh, now she's turning a bit. I know, love, that's it. Oh, look, she's turning again. Oh, yeah, Annie. Oh, but can you do that, love? I love these... Oh, fuck me. Fucking hell, love. Oh, I love her, like, wide-eyed responses. She's going to throw the... Uh, go go right on his knees, isn't it? Manuscript or the paper. Jesus, man. Complete disregard the fact that this guy's still trying to heal up, you know? So that's the first indication of physical aggression. Fuck me, viewers, listeners. It's going to get a whole lot worse, man. As I said, it's even more graphic within the um, audiobook. It's quite shocking in parts. And I can fully understand why they made slight changes in regards to what they ended up showing within the film adaptation, but we'll get to it in a bit, you know. I'll highlight the uh, differences. So no issue picking that up. Come on, Paul. Easy, man. Use your fucking nails. Don't drop it. Enjoying these moments. Feels very, like, Hitchcockian. It almost reminds me a little bit of, like, um, Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window. I mean, he's wheelchair-bound, isn't he? Stuck with a view. Slight difference, though, in rear window. It's, it's really confined to the room. Sheldon's about to uh, venture forward. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see if this is the moment from the book with the newspaper clippings. Oh, I don't feel like they just don't explore this within the film adaptation. I could be wrong. Let's have a wait and see. Because it's a wonderful way to fill in our backstory. Paul Sheldon just pouring over all of these various... Um, Newspaper clippings, piecing together Annie's, like, previous crimes and misdemeanours, you know? And the, also the brief history with it with her own family as well. Our father's fatal accident, clearly instigated by her. So that was the moment she severed ties with her fucking family, you know? It all starts from an early age as well. Our killing spree. Oh, let's see. Uh, I don't. That picture. It's sometimes hard to say. It could either be her ex-husband, family member, or somebody she looks up to, like like obviously Paul Sheldon, the famous writer. I don't know, that could be a husband. I'm not entirely sure. 
Well, then go. Well, she, well, she have the photograph lying about. It's no longer around, so she's about to come back here. It's a classic cinematic storytelling. You're going to get a cross cutting in it to build the tension and momentum. Cutting back and forth. So we'll go back to Paul pretty soon here. Yeah, the snow's amazing. Very sludgy, isn't it? Great sequence as well. It's all... There's no dialogue. It's all visual, music. Oh, the penguin. Yes. Memorable moment from the book. Because he done put it... He puts it back. He's shifted it. It's just facing the other way, man. She's going to pick up on that later. Yeah, so these photographs. Okay, memory lane. This is it. Maybe. So, yeah, there's a shrine to uh, Sheldon. So, very obsessive, isn't she? So, that's a signed photograph. I wonder if there's any moment where she actually met him of in an earlier period of her life, you know? You know, like these writers do like book signings. I wonder if she got that photograph signed, you know? I mean, he wouldn't recognise her, if, even if that was, you know, famous writer, writers or famous people in general tend to meet thousands and thousands of people within their own lifetime, so it's hard to, like, remember faces. So this is Annie's storage cupboard of pills. He's not taking those pills for himself. I think he's, he's plotting and a planning here. Oh, and there she's driving back. Yeah, good sequence. This kitchen is sinister, isn't it? You don't know why, because it, it technically looks very mundane, but it's kind of different when you realise... Like, whose home it is, you know? The mundane elements start to feel off-putting. Jesus, Sheldon. Cramp his way through this gap. Jesus, man. Khan is very impressive right now. Oh, shit. Here she comes. Oh, fuck me, he's having to crawl. That's wonderful, like, physical, raw physical acting here from James Khan. Yeah, this entire sequence feels... This is quintessential Alfred Hitchcock, isn't it, baby? It's a way to do it, though, man. Oh, shit, Paul. He's given no other choice. So if you were stuck in a similar situation, you've got to be doing this, man. Whenever she goes out, you've got to try. I oh, ain't going to be able to reach that knife. Oh, shit. Car's pulling up. So where is she really, truly shacked up? It's like this sucking house. She's really out in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? 
she's obviously made a fair amount of money in her life in regards to being able to live this way. I know she was like previously married. So did she end up inheriting the uh, home? At the I don't know the old previous husband. You know. There's no way. I mean, she's just getting out of the car. There's no way you'd be able to get back in time, but it's a cinematic trick, in it? Shots mirroring each other, shot of her feet, shot of him rotating the wheelchair. Yeah, like match cuts, aren't they? Matching the characters' attention. Of course, yeah, she has to drop the uh, paper. It's a cinematic trick, isn't it? Drop the paper and give him a bit, a bit more time. To close the door, you know? Yeah, the music's pretty full on. But it's fine. Uh, again, match cuts with the keys. One's trying to open, the other's trying to close. That's fantastic, man. So he's sweating like a pig. Uh, now he's going to fake that he's had some kind of accident here. I've been playing with myself, Annie. You've driven me to this, love. I can't stop touching myself. You traumatise me. Don't touch me, Annie. He needs her to leave again. He's a smart cookie, isn't he, Paul Sheldon? Thinks on his feet. He's quick, sharp. And it's sometimes with her character, she's not easily led, but you can clearly manipulate her. After time, it's more... you got to sort of cater to her ego, you know? She's got a big fucking ego, this Annie Wilkes character. Temper, love. What are you fucking talking about? What about your fucking crazy psychotic episodes? You're very, very, very um selective. Your memory, love, you know? She's really putting him on a pedestal. It's, she loves him more as Paul, Paul the writer. She's really not concerned about the real life Paul. She loves his like imagination, you know. It's so fucking dangerous, man, isn't it? It's like not that Annie would ever say that. Oh, the world you created stabilized me as a human being. Please continue writing these books. You'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, love? Who's fucking see a psychiatrist? Faith. Oh, kiss. Oh yeah, lovely. Fishy breathed kiss. Fucking bitch. He's not taking these pills. Clap, clap, Paul. Continue doing this, mate. So, helicopter. This is the moment they find the car. I'm just finding it in good time as well. I don't think it's completely snowed over. 
Yeah, just within range, isn't it? Cool, man. Yeah, he's impressive, this uh, Buster character. Hey, it's... um. Oh, what's his fucking name? Lee J... TJ... Oh, it'll come to me. TJ Walsh. Sorry, guys. A little bit slow. Small-ass cameo. Uh, playing some Ranger deputy, I guess. Yes, TJ Walsh. I think that's his name. He plays a wonderful role in uh, Breakdown. Starring alongside Kurt Russell. That's another slick-ass fucking thriller, baby. Yeah, do check it out if you've never seen it, guys. Yeah, he's sweet, this Buster guy, man. He's old school, man. Oh, shit, what's this? Is that a letter, Paul? Oh, no, it's pills, maybe? He's putting together a concoction here, isn't he? An overdosing. Yeah, it's probably... I mean, doctors would recommend how many of these pills you take at once. You take the lot, or the substance within. What's that fucking going to do to your internal system? It's, it's, that's it. Is this for him or for her? Because you get impressed with Sheldon. He's not throwing in the towel right now. So again, great isolated shot of the home. It's very cosy, isn't it? Oh, fuck. First page. What the fuck do I write? Oh, Paul's like, I fucking killed her. I can't go back to this, man. Yeah, I bet King had a lot of fun writing this, churning out this tale, you know? It's not like autobiographical, but very... King is probably, I want to write a book about a writer. And King was obviously, you know, 1984, yeah, he's, he's red hot at this size of the craze fans are circulating, so... He's put the two together, hasn't he? You know? Oh, what? Oh, you my fucking editor, Annie? Thought you were a fucking nurse. Also, regarding this fucking nurse, and I never see you actually going to work, love. Don't tell me you're no longer practising. That's not fair to you, Annie. Mr. Man. Well, that's up for fucking debate regarding your stupidity, Annie. Yeah, she's obsessive about fictional worlds, isn't she? That's it, because her own life's so fucking empty, you know? As I said, vicariously living through the writer's sex. I almost believe in it's real, you know? 
Yeah, because in, in her world, this misery character is completely real, isn't it? The cockadoody car. She's almost like projected herself into the character. I thought you were highbrow, Paul. Fucking hell, man. Sheldon's like shit life. You know more than I do. All oh, right, so you want me to go all fucking supernatural, Annie? Fuck me, man. Oh, snow's getting incessant. Oh, what a wonderful location, man. Lakey, snowy. So she's got like a neighbouring shed area. Interesting. So how far are we into this book, Paul? She's not screaming, so that's a positive. Hmm, hard to say, it. She's got a poker face on right now. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, Paul, you've restored me. I can now function within my own life. Keep writing so I can live vicariously through this fucking text. I am misery. Help me. Oh, yeah. He's clearly uh, humouring her right now, isn't he? I think he's starting to read her, her character, let her talk. Just nod, smile, don't say a great deal. Feed her ego. Mm, yeah, wide-eyed, smiley, smiley, yes. Yes, she, yes, she's alive, Annie. Yes, sing. Spread your arms. Oh, Liberace. Yeah, you do that, love. Dangerous thing about this, so. Annie's experiencing uh, what I call like a state of euphoria. The danger being the come down off this is probably going to lead to like out and out raw fucking anger, you know? There's no middle ground to this character. It's two extremes, you know? Highs and lows. She clearly... She's in awe of him, isn't she? It's a love of some kind. It's not a sexual love, though, from her... It's an idolising, great artist, put him on a pedestal kind of love, you know. She loves his mind, his imagination. Yeah, so this is probably one of the major differences with the book, is the involvement of this old school detective, man. Misery's love. So they're also bestsellers, aren't they? Everybody's got the books. Also, I'll chime in here as well, guys. Um, obviously, Sheldon's working on this uh, 
new story, the continuation of this uh, misery character. What King does, obviously, I mean, this could only function within the book itself. We do get like entire chapters playing out within this uh, new story that Sheldon's having to churn out. So it's kind of cool because you can sort of... Um, he creates the new book... By the new misery book. What am I fucking trying to say it? Yeah, it's like a, a book within a book kind of thing happening, you know? You've got the ongoing conflict between Annie and Paul and then Paul obviously writing this new book. So he gets, he has the two playing or intercutting throughout. So it's kind of neat. Also as well, within the Sheldon having to write the new misery book you really you're able to flower oh, this is not sort of how he's coping with his current situation i.e. he's this trapped guy within this psychopath's fucking domain but, but it's kind of interesting to see how that feeds into him having to write the new or churn out the new story it's just kind of cool ha 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 Also, another difference from the book as well. We don't get the... Um, oh, this is very much a, a booky kind of technique. It's the internal voice of uh, Sheldon. Yeah, there's none of that in the movie. I don't think you could really really pull that off. And if you were going to, you'd have to immediately have that triggering as a narrative element. Okay, okay, we're going to hear this guy's internal voice. But obviously none of that here. So that's fine, you know. Again, that's something you can really, you can easily achieve when you're writing a book, you know. I find books in general, they're all a little bit more internal in comparison to, like, movies, you know. More internal, more detail, longer, more in-depth, you know. That's not to say they're better or worse. You just... you. You're looking at two different mediums, books and films, you know. They tell they have to tell the story a little bit differently, you know. It's like a fucking shrine, this shrine sequence to Paul Sheldon. She looks kinda nice here. It's unfortunate well, I'm not trying to like redeem her character but you mean oh fuck me i was just about to say when you see her here like this oh maybe this hope there ain't no fucking hope she just spilt the fucking wine surprised that didn't fucking trigger her but she's like oh sorry sorry for the mess it's like she She's trying, isn't she? Ah, oh, that's so unfortunate, man. Why am I saying that? She's not real. Or is she? Don't tell me this really happened, Stephen King. You sly old dog. You were writing from experience, mate. So is that Liberace in the background? Chapter 5. Yeah, see, it's a montage, isn't it? Yeah, they're not going into much detail in regards to um, 
the new so that's interesting how Buster's reading you know the current the current misery story out in circulation obviously Sheldon's having to write the newer newer version yeah good sequences as I said we don't know this new book the story or anything or how it's playing out as I said obviously completely different in the book yeah little snippets here for three days yeah not revealing it, yeah. Flames crept over, okay. Passage of time, innit? Yeah, the snowing outside. He's building up his strength. Yeah, with each chapter, it's the passage of time. Yeah, it's, this sequence is functional, innit? Yeah, nice match cuts on Sheldon. It's like he's, his health's being restored through the writing process. Yeah, and that's a big element within the audiobook as well. Not that he ever wanted to have to, you know, go back to the Misery universe, but her putting him through this, it re-energizes his character, you know? It acts as a form of recovery, you know? Not just physically, also mentally. Oh, she's all somber. Oh, I thought the rain would... You'd be in your fucking element with the rain, love. All right. Oh, she loves him completely. Is that good or bad? None of it's good, to be honest, but... Oh, is this your self-loathing, Annie? Fat ex nurse smells a fish. Oh, all right. A life's full of loss. Most of it instigated by her. Oh, is that why she's in mourning? She don't want it to end. Yeah. That's part of our dilemma within our own life, isn't it? The spaces in between the emotional highs, you know? Uh, she's just very unstable, you know? There's no even keel to her character. I don't feel oh, she's thinking about killing herself. Shit. Or killing him. It's a suicidal moment here from Annie. Yeah, look. Pretty bleak. Nice, so it really... Yeah, three-dimensional character, you know. She's very, very complicated as well. Just wandering outside in the rain. So she's driving off in her car. Where is she fucking going to, man? What the fuck? Oh, 
It's like a cue for Paul. Yeah, he's not hanging about yet. He's going for the knife. So he's certainly a lot stronger here, isn't he? Yeah, the crawling around is not so painful. So I wonder why Buster's reading the misery books. Is, is this more like detective research? Oh, I need to know a little bit more about this writer not thinking for a second that there's something within his the books, the text. So he's making notes. That's interesting. Yeah, he's certainly thinking outside of the box there, isn't he, old Buster? So are we going to get this basement sequence from the book with the newspaper clippings or not? Here we go. Yeah, here we go. So that's just on him. Yeah, here we go. This is it. There's an entire history yet. This isn't like Annie's entire memory lane carnage collection. Histo key moments from our own life. So we're going to get the father. The accidental fall in her as a kid. Here we go, look. Banker dies. Carl Wilkes plunges to death. So that's just from the book. That's amazing. Love it. Next. Come on, she's killed loads of people. Constantly having to relocate as a nurse. Yeah, top nursing student falls to her death. Uh, look, Garner's nursing school honours. Smile, you bitch. Fuck me, man. Uh, and he works to head intensive care unit. Yeah, there's a section from the book, Murderous Rampage, Young Infants Treating Herself, I tell you. Wilkes named County's Head Maternity Nurse for the Dead. Wonderful. Sign her up. Oh, shit. Baby Lucy dies. Yeah, here we go. Death of a child. Yeah, second newborn death. Oh, nurse question. Oh, the pig. Infant deaths. Yeah, clap, clap to this sequence, man. This is totally faithful to the, yeah, behind bars. Because she's a little bit forgetful. There are sections within the book where she's like, oh, the, the, the moment I was on the stand. Sheldon, you get in Sheldon's like internal voice putting two into on a stand. What were you on trial, love? What for? Who did you fucking kill? Oh, I get it. You got a history. You're on a run or on the run, so to speak. I don't think he's going to be any match for her. She's pretty strong. I mean, if he had his full mobility back, probably he could take her, but no, I wouldn't be, I don't know, I'm not so confident about putting all of my bets on Paul Sheldon taking out Annie Weeks, even if he was, like, within, like, full health, you know? Oh, shit. 
So I think we're moving towards the most memorable moment from the movie. Already the most standout moment, probably from the movie and the book, the most intense sequence incoming. I don't know if it's here or a little bit later. I don't even know if she's going to come inside here. Nah, she's walking on. Okay. Surely she's going to notice the fact that he's taken the knife. You know? She seems very obsessive in that manner. Yeah, is everything within its correct spot or place? You know? It's underneath the mattress. He's got a right collection, hasn't he? So that's a pretty big deal. He's weaponized. He's thinking about it. Great side-on overhead shot. Oh, shit. Rain's becoming more and more incessant. She's going to burst in here. It's coming, baby. This is the moment. I think she's just standing overneath his bed. Yeah, look, haunted horror house. Oh, she's injecting him, so that's going to immediately sedate him. Yeah, he ain't got open out yet. She knows you've been pissing about, Paul. Oh, I need to teach you a fucking lesson, mate. Oh, fuck me. So she's drugging him up. But let me guess, now she's a different person again. Yeah, she knows. You've been moving about. She's strapping him up. It's probably the worst thing he's doing here is denying it. And he's trying to go for the knife here. This is a classic Alfred Hitchcock shot, isn't it? It's a great setup as well, because we know the knife's there. Oh, but she's got it. Fuck me, man. Fuck me, Annie. You're a fucking clever bitch. Yeah, she's got all the clues. She's probably clocked onto the fat. Yeah. About my backstory. It's an amazing backstory. Part of my, you're going to become part of my life story, Paul. She's just going to cripple him, isn't she? Yeah, she's keen to limit his capacity regarding movement. So, here we go. This is a massive change from the book. I'll let this play out because this is still incredibly shocking. A shocking moment. So it's a sledgehammer. The weapon of choice within the book is different. But we'll let this play out. Wow, man. So she's almost... 
Fuck me, she's doing both feet. So he will not be able to crawl around much more. Oh, she did it out of love. Fuck me. So the difference being in the book for that sequence, guys, she takes an axe and bops off one of his feet, completely severs the foot with an axe. Um, I can kind of see why they didn't venture down that road with the film adaptation because, I mean, you're probably going to have a lot of problems regarding censors, you know? Cock-a-doody. Yeah, I think the censor's going to go to town. She's hacking off limbs, you know? I also still imagine they potentially censored that moment anyway. Sledgehammer, literally knocking both feet the other way, you know? Because it's a pretty brief shot. You really don't need to see it, man. It's more the power's through suggestion, isn't it? You do a lot with the sound, you know? So this detective guy is incredibly perceptive. I give him the benefit of the doubt, though, because he's old, he's old school. He's been around the block, so he's seen it all. So that's probably why he's so... He seems very fast, doesn't he? Piecing together the puzzle. So he's putting two and two together with that face. He's seen her, and now we're getting archival stuff. Records, probably something involving a nurse on trial, and it'll be her. That's ridiculous how he's immediately turned to the correct page. That's nonsense, man. Oh, there she is. Yeah, so behind bars, Dragon Lady. But she got off. She didn't get sent down fully. Yeah, courthouse steps. I would be judged by him. Oh, yeah, and that mirrors a sex from the book, wasn't it? So he's putting two and two together the fact that Annie's quoted dialogue from one of Sheldon's novels. Connecting the two, potentially. Oh, come on, misery. Honk, honk. Oh, man, that ain't half Buster's prime and ready, isn't he? Yeah, have you sold any recently? This is a video sale. Oh, shit. Oh, and interact with that fucking bitch. You wouldn't happen to know where she's shacked up to, mate. An address? I'll pop up up to fucking the Overlook. Uh, well, it's close to the Overlook, isn't it?
So is he going to head up to the house? I mean, he must have the address out. Probably didn't even need to ask that guy. He'll know where she's to. I think that's probably easy enough to figure out, you know? Question is, is she there or not? So this is slightly different from the book. Um, yeah, they do send up a... It's a deputy rookie young officer. She's dating Paul again, or trying to. Getting him to pipe down, man. Don't be fucking screaming. Cool moment, man. Fucking wrestling. Yeah, he's out for the count. So all she needs to do here, make sure her story's on cue. Yeah, completely different to the book because she don't get to Paul because Paul starts shouting out loud and then the young rookie outside clocks on to, oh, so where's that shouting coming from? And then before he knows it, Annie's on him. She fucking kills him with a fucking crucifix. She crucifies him multiple times in the neck, up his fucking ass. Absolute fucking bloodshed, baby. I kind of disappointed they didn't have that six, but again, they've gone with the Buster characters different, you know. And it, yeah, you have it has to be Buster here for the film because you set him up so early. <laughs> I know you're his number one fan. He's brilliant, man. Yeah, a real shout-out to uh, Farnsworth. I didn't remember him being so prominent within the movie, but he's he's fabulous, isn't he? Oh, I probably don't want to let on to that, Annie. Buster knows. The fact that you've been quoting this guy. In front of a fucking judge and jury. You were dropping quotes. So she's letting him in. Wow. So there is a sequence in the book like this. But it's not with a, a Buster character. It's David and Goliath characters that were actually named by Sheldon. Because he briefly locks on to him. It's like, sort of like, oh, these two are going to be my saviors or are they going to work against me? Ha ha ha. Not getting enough pleasure on your life, Annie. Oh, shit. So, where has she got him hidden to? She's probably put him downstairs somewhere. Yeah, he's down in the basement. So where are the rats to? Uh, none of the rats. That's a big element in the book, man. Annie and her fucking rats. Yeah, it's fucking warts, man. There's a sequence where she's setting up like rat traps and she starts consuming like rats' blood. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch, man? Oh, right, love. You didn't fucking write it. But in her mind, she's probably like, no, this is my story. 
she's really playing the game here. I, she's not. She's aware. I, I don't want to look too keen in regards to getting this guy away from the house. You know. Buster's gonna lock onto something here. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> She's full of quotable lines, isn't she? Buster's going to find something here. And she don't want to leave him alone. It's a cool camera shot, man. The squeaking floorboard as well. Yeah, he's shrewd, this guy. Go upstairs. This is like psycho, baby. Oh, Sheldon's in the basement. And the deputy's going upstairs. Oh, shit. He's trying to find mother's room. It's just like fucking Psycho, this. Oh, fuck me, man. Well, I'm still alive by now. I'd have been fucking knifed on the staircase. So maybe this hope. This is our room, isn't it? Oh, my God, man. It's very cosy, isn't it? It's just unfortunate that it's a creepy setup, you know? Oh, here she is. You think... Yeah, you're thinking, is she going to take him out? I mean... You could have had a scenario where she did take him out. I mean, it certainly occurred in the book. I've mentioned it a moment ago. She kills the fucking rookie with a crucifix, you know? But that's a different scenario because it's the fact that she's aware that the rookie's locked on to Paul's shouting, so it gives her no other choice other than to kill him, you know? Difference being here with Bust. Buster's not aware that he's he's even trapped, you know? Yeah, Buster's just like, just leaving, isn't he? Oh, but he's heard something. I think Annie will deny it. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck me. Oh, shit. So he's shouting out loud. Okay. Oh, now she's going to be coming at Buster. Here we go. Oh, she's killed him outright. Fuck me, man. Killed him fucking clean. Okay, I kind of like it. Yeah, that really caught me off guard, guys. That's I'm kind of cool that... Um, yeah, I kind of liking the fact that I've come off the audiobook into the movie because that's, that's a little bit different. Oh, shit. Suicidal run, eh, Annie? You're taking Paul down with you. Fuck me, bitch. Oh, she's going to kill herself and him. Oh, we can line our heads up, yeah? Hopefully the bullet will, will travel through both, yeah? Is that how it fucking works? Thing is, though, i got a second missing person here. Because Buster, somebody's going to be looking for him. I totally forget how... How does fucking Sheldon get out of this? Unless he's going to fight back here. Here we go. He's he's planning something here. Oh, look. 
it's clever in the sense it's like my words a certain tone or the things I say has a power over her, you know? No, they won't, Annie. Yeah, don't you want to see how the book plays out? Similar to the audiobook, this. Um, yeah, Sheldon's still got a bit of power over it. I.e., it's the ongoing manuscript. Don't you want to see how it plays out, Annie? And then we can you can kill yourself, you can kill me, we can end it all, you know? Just gives him a little bit of time. Yeah, like, yeah, smart Sheldon, smart man. So th- three days, three nights, misery cried. Ha ha ha. Fuck me, man. It's a cigar, isn't it? A toast. It's a match he's after, Annie. And he's got a plan for the match. So, yeah. Very similar to the book. This, nice, I like it. I think they've done a wonderful job here in regards to the adaptation, you know? She's probably disposing of the fucking body. She's got the fucking... She's got the manuscript memorised. It's, 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 um, it's not even borderline obsessive. What is it, man? It's crazed. He's got no plans for her to see this fucking manuscript. This is a beautiful moment. Yeah, Sheldon's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm going out all guns blazing, you know? It's like, it also is why I'm going to fucking torment you. You never, you, you never get, you'll never know how it plays out. Oh yeah, love, you did great. Ha 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 ha, now Paul's about to do perfect. Ha ha ha, he wants her to just briefly leave, I think. Yeah, look at that, man. Got to briefly try and set things up here. Here we go. Got a lighter fluid. Ha <laughs> nice man. 
Yeah, this is fantastic, baby. What a payoff, man. The cafe base is unreal right now. A wide-eyed look of disbelief. Fuck me, man. I'm going to toast this manuscript, you fucking cow. Burn. Misery is just going on your fucking head, you fucking twats. <laughs> Take a tumble, you hideous fucking infant killing nurse. Oh, okay. She's fighting back a bit here. Yeah, he takes her down with a bit more ease in the book, i got to say. I like it though, man. Yeah, oh, fucking hell, man. She's got the gun. Oh, shit. In his shoulder. Okay, baby. Fucking hell, man. Fucking hell. It was a wrestling match. Place your bets. Ah, oh, fuck you $5 on the fat fucking nurse. Uh, five dollars on Sheldon, man. Oh, put her face in the flames, Paul. Wow. Yeah, it goes in her mouth, doesn't it? Choke on it, you fucking oaf. And you swallow that misery. Oh, fuck me, man. She's powerful, isn't she? <gasps> okay, shit. Well, that's killed her outright. That. Not entirely faithful to the. But I mean, that is how she dies. But it's not a byproduct of Paul tripping it. But I don't mind it. I think it's great. Little end finale fight. I mean, that's just complete. That's random luck that he's taking her out like that. But thank oh fuck me man, she's not fucking dead. <laughs> fuck me man, guessing games with this adaptation. I'm fucking loving it. Oh yeah, it's got to be it's outfitting, outfitting nurse killer. I'm gonna kill you with the pig statue, you fucking bitch. Get off me, fuck you. Get off me. <laughs> fucking in your head, right in your head, love. Look some fucking sense into you. You only dying work Oh fuck, that's it, just tumble on my chest, bloody fied, bitch. You fucking fat. Oh shit, I am looking at her fight. Oh fuck me. Traumatized. Fucking hell man. It's a cult. So eighteen months later How's this gonna play out? Because in the book, the completed manuscript becomes a big deal. Yeah, look. Or maybe not. Okay. It seems so bothered. Yes, yeah, it's a bit different from the book.
Alright. Oh, now he's seeing it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard to come back from. You'd be forever traumatized from the memory of her. I mean, King King really goes to town with this whole aspect in the sort of final stages of the book, you know. Paul's like inability to move. I mean, the whole experience changes him. So that's a very different ending, I've got to say. Um, yeah, the actual misery follow-on book, Sheldon ends up releasing it because it obviously becomes like the ultimate bestseller because obviously the story itself of him being imprisoned within this crazed nurse's world becomes, you know, uh, it filters into public consciousness everybody's aware of the story and the fact oh you know he's he we're gonna get to read the book that he wrote when he was a prisoner oh amazing everybody wants to read it so you get that whole angle but it's fine the ending's fine to the film i don't mind it i having to tie it up fairly fast but it's cool it's a solid f film adaptation i lo love it the casting is unbelievable i think the directing is solid throughout from reiner yeah it's just you really can't ask so much more in regards to a Stephen King adaptation. I mean, this is easily probably top 10 of all time, you know. I would say that I probably prefer the Dead Zone to there. We'll get onto the Dead Zone at a later date. And maybe an argument. The Shining's a weird one because I can't really say Kubrick did a faithful adaptation, but I don't half enjoy the movie. But no, Misery, solid, man. Yeah, highly watchable, highly enjoyable. It's just winding down the credits, guys. Enjoyed that. Hopefully, I wasn't a little bit too annoying throughout with the constant me constantly referencing the book. But literally, I've just come off finishing the audio book, so it's fresh within my mind. So I thought I'd chime in where possible with the various differences. Trying to think if I if I missed anything. Um, nah, not really. I think I've obviously brought up the shining reference, the cop. Rookie cop getting killed by the crucifix. It's a big moment within the book. Cool, man. Cranes and Dollies by Chapman. Filmed by Panavision Equipment. Skywalker Sound. Interesting. Cool, guys. Winding down. This is me, John Doe. Today we've been covering the film adaptation of Misery. 1990, Rob Reiner directing. Can and Bates. She won an Oscar. She's glorious. I need to check out Old Castle Rock Season 2 because Annie Wilkes features in that. So what you're going to get with that, that's going to be her carnage days when she's a practicing nurse. I need to sit down and watch that at some point because they'll go to town with the... Because we saw it briefly in the film adaptation there with the newspaper clippings. I'd imagine Season 2 will focus on all of those events. So yeah, I'll have a look into that at some point. So cool guys, signing off. I'll be back again soon. Bye now.